Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today and so is the DNVR podcast, and so is Peyton Manning. Did you see the news about Peyton today, Todd? No, what happened with your P? former teammate is going hmm. back to the University of Tennessee to be a professor. Wow, what would you think about taking a class from Peyton Manning? Would you want to do that? I think I could. I think he'd be intense, yes, he <laughs> I would think be. He would be on point and make sure you were handing your assignments, but I'd be interested to see what he's going to teach. It's the College of Communication and Information. Mm. So some communication classes. Mm -hmm. Maybe I was hoping it was going to be like a geography class and it was going to be named Omaha or something. Wow, that'd be pretty good. So it could be like one of two things. Either he was so good with the Manning cast that they're like, hey, like come teach like some Mm. sort of broadcasting class. I think it's more likely that it's like a like a leadership class. You know, like here's how you be a good because I mean, who else would you want other than Peyton Manning to teach that class? Great class. Pretty good leader. I mean, maybe Todd Davis. Somebody else would know better. Todd and Peyton were both uh, (laughs) captains in the Super Bowl. Yes, yes, we were. We were. I think that cast is going to be great. I might sign up. Is it virtual? I might be able to hop in. You know what? That's a good question because we know Peyton lives in Denver. So maybe it is virtual. Uh, I don't know that. Um, Man, that would be, you would have to be a good student Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. enjoy that class. Because, like you said, Todd, I think Peyton's going to be on you. And it's not going to be enjoyable if you're not a good student. Exactly. I think, yeah, it would be. It would be. Um, let's see. We have to see if it's virtual. Because if so, we might all have to take it <laughs> oh. and then see who gets a better grade. Man, that would be awesome. Maybe if we all finish in the top of the class, he would join the show. That's, wow. that's kind of the deal. Okay. Yeah. I'll, yeah, see, I'll yeah. see if I can yeah. reach out to there these we people. Go. Have my people call these people. <laughs> exactly. see what we, we could probably find somebody who takes the class. And just like say like we'll we'll split the cost with you if you just FaceTime us every day, <laughs> make it virtual for us. Split the cost. It's like yeah, I mean it's like whatever to pay. Like I don't know what it costs to nice like have like you. a course. Yeah, I mean it's a college kid. You gotta bribe them. <laughs> <laughs> They're not just gonna do a nice. It's true. Thing. It's true. You yeah. don't think being on with us? They might do it for a college 
Mm, oh, it's true. Forget, right, that's it's a true. card we so can we gotta mind our fish. Maybe a little Todd Davis Peyton Manning picture yep. where you sign one mm. half and then they get Peyton to sign the other half. Well, that's they, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a special birthday today. You guys know whose birthday it is? It's not mine. I know. Oh, you know? The Broncos. The Broncos. What? It's oh. the Broncos' birthday okay, today. Yeah. And that raised a question in my head Can a non living thing have a birthday? Yeah, I say yes. Yeah? Yeah. So then why aren't, like, relationships, that's a non-living thing, mm-hmm. why isn't it a birthday instead of an anniversary? Why isn't it, like, hmm. you and your wife's uh, birthday, five-year birthday, I instead think, of anniversary? I don't know. I think it's technically the same thing, right? Yeah. I guess. But you think of it as different things. Like, shouldn't, shouldn't this be the, whatever, 65th anniversary, anniversary of the Broncos? Yeah, I think that will work, too. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's just interesting to celebrate... A birthday uh-huh. for something that wasn't birth born. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that is a tough one, isn't it? It's a twist in your brain. It really does. Yeah, I guess it would be an anniversary. But the thing is, a birthday sounds way more fun than an anniversary. Like if somebody says, "Like I'm having a birthday party," you're like, Don't "Oh, this is gonna be that. sick." If somebody uh-huh. says, "Like anniversary," you're like, "Ah, uh, oh boy." That's true. You do. Here we go. I feel like you do celebrate birthdays more with like more people. Yes. Yeah. So that's fair. Because like the anniversary is just between basically yeah. two yeah. people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never been invited to somebody else's anniversary. That'd be crazy. <laughs> that, that would be wild. <laughs> that, would be <laughs> that would be a wild night. That would be. And you know the sad thing about the Broncos' birthday? It should be an anniversary because we're saying how no one's invited on anniversaries except you and one other person. Uh-huh. The Broncos had their birthday today and no one showed up. Because fans were not allowed to it's practice. True. Very yeah. lonely birthday. Yeah. Probably how Sean Payton wants it, though. Probably. He, I'm, they just don't like having people around. <laughs> no. Like, it's just as simple as that. Like, he just wants to go play his football, and he wants to go win football games. He doesn't care if anybody watches or, like, enjoys it. Or, like, if they win a Super Bowl, he's not going to be like, oh, we did it for the city of Denver. He's like... The Broncos just won a Super Bowl. We just did that. Like, nice work, guys. <laughs> wow. It's just, which isn't wrong, and I think it might actually work better. But I feel like he he probably won that one for New Orleans. Mm-hmm, that so. was a situation. Yeah, that was a yeah, that's yeah. fair. That one that's was. A um, little trivia for you. I saw this, I believe, on some sort of ESPN show this morning. There's two teams since 2000 that have won a Super Bowl with the number one rated offense in the NFL that season. The 2009... Saints mm-hmm. are one of them. Yep. Who's the other one? Past we were top rated years. offense. We definitely lost. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Hank, what you got? I know you're the I man would, with I would guess the... one of those Patriots teams. Like, nope. did they win the Randy Moss? No. Nope. They did to, not. They it were... has to be your favorite team, Hank. They or the Chiefs. Uh-huh. I would say the Chiefs. <laughs> I wasn't, I'm not bringing up the Chiefs on this show. Uh, I like, I would rather did. be wrong than be the one who says Chiefs for the first so time. So there's two Chiefs teams that have won a Super Bowl in the past 23 years. Henry, which one is it? Uh, <laughs> not last year. The year before. Mm. Not the year before. The one before. Uh, you don't even know your Chiefs that well. It was last year. See, guys? Number one offense. I have no idea. But Sean Payton, one of them. Yeah. So there you go. There's some hope there. Were they but, number one last year? That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize that either. Huh. Yeah. The trivia question on ESPN was actually, it was Sean Payton was like the hard one to uh-huh. get. Yeah. Um, but I thought you guys would get that one. Um, speaking of people not showing up to practice today, a lot of people weren't practicing Ooh, that's today. True. They all showed up, but weren't practicing today. Henry, you want to take us through the 12 guys that weren't there? Uh-oh. Uh, Caden Stearns, DJ Jones, Pat Sertan, Riley Moss, K1 Williams, Chris Manhurts, Cortland Sutton, Mike McGlinchey, Justin Simmons, Brandon Johnson, 
Nick Benito and Kendall Hinton. Okay, so Todd, we uh, uh, Henry and I talked about this before the show, and I criticized him for the way he named that list uh-huh. by burying guys like Pat Sertan, Cortland yep. Sutton, Kinda Justin Simmons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no offense to the other guys, but like, come on, Henry, they're missing Pat Sertan, Justin Simmons, and. Uh, Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Well, the headliners. And right before that, you had said that Russell Wilson dropped a pass over the bucket. <laughs> it was like, it's in the bucket. It's in yeah, the bucket. Yeah. Over the shoulder or in the bucket. You yeah, don't want to throw it over just, the bucket. We just blow through that one. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, so, Todd, those are, those are pretty big names to be missing mm-hmm. after the first preseason game. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, what they were doing, if they were trying to keep guys healthy or if guys were really dealing with injuries. Um, but usually that's not really like how things go after your first preseason game. Mm-hmm. So see that many guys kind of off to the side and, you know, warming up but not necessarily participating, mm-hmm. you know, leaves me to question, you know, their health or, you know, what they're doing as far as the game plan with those guys. And Sean was asked about it after practice and just essentially said he was asked about Pat specifically. And he said, oh, don't worry too much about those guys. You'll see them later in the week. Uh-huh. And so... We'll see. I've heard coaches say that many times before. And then a player, I don't see him later Mm -hmm. in the week. And it is something to worry about. So really, I don't think his answer made me feel any better. It didn't make me feel any worse either. Um, But also when he said, we'll see him later this week, wonder if that means Pat is going to play in this second preseason game um, or not. If Cortland uh, is dealing with an injury Mm -hmm. from the game, potentially. We didn't get to talk to him after the game. Um, and he, of course, played in the game. Pat didn't play in the first preseason game. So you hope that these guys are back because those are about as important as you can get outside of the quarterback position. I think so. I don't think there's, like you say, anybody more important important outside the quarterback position than those three guys for sure. Yeah, you mixed important in Cortland. Yeah, that was impressive. That might be important. Now, no Tim Patrick, no KJ. Now you have to call him in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's very important. I like that. <laughs> I love that. There we go. Um, he is uh, He's going to be key. And I think over at Bet365, his over-under is still 700 yards. Last I checked, it was still at 700 and a half. But that, was, that was like two, three days after Tim Patrick injuries. So I'll, I'll double check now. If he hits the under, that's going to be awful news <laughs> really for the yeah. Broncos passing offense. I mean, the only way that wouldn't be bad news is if either Jerry Judy goes for like almost 2,000 yeah. or if Marvin Mims steps up and has and is a second receiver with like almost 1,000 yards. But um, that's a line that I really like over at Bet365. But before we talk about Bet365, let's talk about practice today because like we said no fans out there today mm-hmm. uh so we're not able to talk about a lot we have to talk in generalities and let's see if you here is able to pull an audible here you able to pull up the russ meter you hear how back is russ let's hit it and let's see where it lands without me ever telling you where it is let's take your best guess you hear <laughs> let's hit the Russ meter right now Okay, let's see where it goes. Let's see how Yahir blindly thinks Russ did. Oh. Wow. Who told him? Who told him? It landed Mr. Me. Unlimited, which is a four out of five. Did yep. you tell him? No, I didn't say anything. Damn, Yahir, <laughs> impressive. Russ was good today. Mm-hmm. I don't think that uh, they did much. The, there was a decent amount of walkthrough, um, but he, he was good. Um, and in the things that we saw, he did a red zone period where he had two touchdown passes. One was a nice touch pass where he mm-hmm. dropped it in the bucket. In the bucket. And the other one was just a, a bullet pass. 
at the end of practice is typically where they do their most situation work. Mm -hmm. um, it was like a walkthrough situation period. So, um, Todd, I told you you weren't going to miss much. And you were you right. You missed absolutely nothing. All yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so a, a good day from Russ, but I'm not taking much from today. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow they were in shells today. Tomorrow they're in full pads. And Sean Payton, after practice today, said they're going to go hard. Maybe that means some goal line work. Because we haven't that. seen that yet. <laughs> Is that a defensive uh, defensive player? I should say a front seven player's dream. Yeah, I think that's one of our favorite drills. I think nine on seven every day is something we definitely love. Uh, goal line, I mean, there's not much for you to do. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah. You got to run into us. You got to take this hit. And, uh, you know, as linebackers, we're ready to give it. So that's really a fun period. I think Alex Singleton, after practice today, said, uh, there's nothing better than tackling. Uh -huh. Is that how you felt playing as an inside linebacker? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that was the best. Laying a big hit was probably number one. <laughs> um, but behind that is just tackling somebody, getting them to the ground. Um, and then if you, you know, you tackle somebody really good, you hear this, oh, like, you know, you just made a good hit. That's the best sound in the world. Especially when there's like 70,000 people cheering and yep. you're still able to hear it. Exactly. Uh -huh. I love it. The other thing he said was that he hates nine on sevens i'm not he might not have said hates he didn't Alex enjoy Singleton? it mm. yeah mm. he's like yeah that's like the good stuff but like i don't know i don't really like the nine on sevens you liked them right i did i loved it yeah yeah but some guys don't like uh the predictability you know me is you know they're running the ball so mm -hmm. you know it's not technically real football right. but yep. me i'm on my toes i'm ready to come downhill and just smack whatever you're trying to run see i would hate it if i was an offensive <laughs> player because uh -huh. it's so predictable i'd hate if i was a running back because i'm like the linebackers are just going to be crashing down every play i know i'm going to get hit mm -hmm. but yeah, as a defensive guy especially one that likes to tackle that's mm -hmm. interesting that alex would say that and mm -hmm. the other thing he said that i thought was really interesting was that that tackle for loss where he like came into the backfield he just flew back there it's a third and one and he basically said like well the preseason they're not going to run a play action in preseason uh -huh. i don't even have to worry about that it's crazy yeah but i guess if you're a smart linebacker yeah i mean yeah that that is just being smart there you hope that he uh has the preseason mindset and then the regular season mindset too yeah um okay so any feelings about the game because last time we talked about the game it was past midnight we're all a little tired we just watched the game uh -huh. taking some steps back having some more sleep in our bodies uh, and re-watching or, or just reliving the game. Any takeaways, anything you feel different about, it, anything you feel more strongly about uh, from the first preseason game? You know, I was, I would say I was harsh, but I was very, uh, I gave my opinion of the, of the game. Yeah. And I think that after watching it, like, we're okay, you know, especially after watching practice today. Um, you know, the game was very vanilla, and then, you know, fans weren't there, so we can't dive into it too much. But there was a lot more to the Sean Payton offense that we saw today that mm. I liked. Mm. So that kind of gave me, you know, a little bit of ease in my mind to let me know, like, there's a lot more to come. There's a lot more game planning to still be done. There's a lot more plays that we haven't seen um, that I'm excited about, you know, you know, them throwing into their playbook. So think we're okay we're not where we want to be but we're not where we were last year well, i think it's a really good point you didn't bring sean payton in here to run a vanilla offense uh -huh. but in the preseason that's typically what offenses and defenses do as you pointed out on friday vance joseph maybe showed a lot more than just vanilla uh -huh. but sean payton really didn't i mean it was as vanilla as can be so the sean payton effect the bump the boost that you get from him you didn't see that at all. He didn't try for that. No. On um, so a thing that you trade a person you traded a first and second round pick for, 
he chose to not be that first and second round pick, which I'm totally okay with. And mm-hmm. like you said, today in practice, we saw a lot more. So it's a, it's a really good point, Todd. One of the things I liked about the offense um, was just how Russ was going downfield with all of his throws. We've mm-hmm. talked about in practice mm-hmm. how sometimes he's gone downfield, but then a lot of the time it's been check down, check down, check down. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see him have long completions to Judy. I should say I should say medium completions, 10 to, to 20 yards to Judy, to Cortland Sutton, to Troutman. Um, so I liked seeing him push the ball at least a little bit downfield. I think like eight of his 12 attempts went past 10 yards, which was nice to see. I am very concerned about two things, though. The kicking game, which mm-hmm, we talked about, sure. everyone saw how tough that was. Today, they didn't make a roster move. They're sticking with Fry mm-hmm. and Brett, um, and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit, too. And then the pass protection. After yeah. practice, I asked Sean about it, and, and he said, we're, we're fine. It wasn't an assignment thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pretty much just said the players got beat, and without saying it, he said they just need to do better than that. Yeah. Concern, though, because you didn't have Mike McGlinchey out there. But you had all the other four guys. So that's something that absolutely needs to get better. And I'm not just overreacting from one game. It's been really bad throughout training camp as well. So that's Mm -hmm. that's the number one thing I'm looking for this week to improve. Yeah. Bowles in particular was a little bit scary. Even Powers, too, especially because he was kind of brought in to be a pass-protecting guard, like a left guard, typical pass-protecting guard. And he struggled as well. He gave up, like, that big batted pass. Um, I am just a little bit concerned about that. I, I think the biggest takeaway for me, this is just a fun one, Jaleel McLaughlin. Mm. Like, af- especially after going back and watching Samaji run and watching Tyler Beatty run, like, Samaji had, like, a couple of plays where he broke, like, a tackle or two, but there wasn't a whole lot of burst there. He was a little too quick to cut inside. Like, it looked like there were some outside running lanes, and he was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking that because that's not really his game. Um, but those limitations maybe showed just a little bit. With Beatty, he didn't break any tackles. He kind of just took what was there. Um, but then McLaughlin came in, and it's like the first play, he breaks two or three tackles. You know, he has the screen where he breaks a couple tackles. Yeah. And going back and watching that, I don't know, it just got me excited because I really like watching him play. Well, and let's talk about if he makes this team, because it seems like he's a lock to make the team, as crazy it is to say a lock, but he's a fifth-string running back. He's literally last on the Broncos' depth mm-hmm. chart. Mm-hmm. We're going to build the Broncos' 53-man roster in just a second. got to tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Distillery first because they've got the Battle of the Broncos Blends Whiskey. They've got Ed McCaffrey's Blend and Alfred Williams' Blend. Offense versus defense, two great Broncos. And we've got them on our set here. They're really cool designed uh broncos they've got an orange one they've got a blue one and so try them both they're a little different and then vote on which one is better brecken at over at breckenridge distillery.com slash bourbon dash of dash denver dash broncos or you can go to breckenridge distillery.com for a little easier path there and if you vote you're gonna win you can win two tickets to the breckenridge burby whiskey whiskey suite for the broncos game against the chargers <laughs> On New Year's Eve, mm. which would be a blast to have some a lot of whiskey on New Year's Eve, watch yeah. the Broncos take on the Chargers. So check them out over at BreckenridgeDistillery.com, and you can find them in all 50 states. Well, that's that can't be beat. It can't be nope. beat, no. That's it. Um, you know, as a retired player, it's always important to find new ways to uh, stay competitive, stay hungry, mm. you know, get after people in competition. And a good way to do that is through Volo Sports. Damn. Um, you know, the sign-ups for leagues are happening now, so sign up with the code DNVR10. Velo Sports has a ton of a ton of leagues. Even DNVR crew is 
playing in Cherry Creek Bowling League on Monday, so you should come join us. Um, but go check them out online. They have tons of sports, tons of activities. If you would like to stay active and competitive, uh, maybe even see me out there one or two times. Check out mm-hmm. Bolo Sports. Uh, they're, your, they're your go-to. Man, I thought you were going to say uh, how you keep that competitive spirit going. is just by tackling Henry. Yeah. And we laying don't him that. out. You we still haven't that? done that yet. A lot yeah. of people have been asking for it. You think I would get the... Uh. <laughs> I know. You probably <laughs> get a lot more. I might just break out in tears. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, man. It's possible. I might just start bawling. You're going to say that your toes are broken forever, aren't you? Oh, so we can I, never actually do it. I was throwing that Nerf football up there. I, I can't push off my back foot. Wow. Yeah, my arm's not there. Dang. No, I just got to keep waiting. Because of the toes, huh? Because of the toes. Yep, you're just going to drag I have another out. question, though. Yeah, yeah, the, the quote-unquote toes. Would flag football be your best volo sport? Because they've got, like, they've softball. Everything. They've got, like, volleyball. they got, like, cornhole and darts and all that. It has to just be flag football is your best, right? Football, I'm a pretty good bowler. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not a terrible bowler. Okay. If I can say, I can. I bowl bet you throw well. those so hard. It just hits <laughs> one pin, and they're all going everywhere. Yeah, that's my thing. I like speed. I don't really have the curve to it. I just kind of chuck it down Did there as ever, fast as I can. You ever bowl with CJ? Yep. Yeah. He's better than you. Or um, can you compete with him? He's a good bowler too. I okay. say he's a good okay. bowler as well. Damn, <laughs> you know. he's kind of competing with CJ. You know he's good. Yeah, I like the bowl. Oh damn, man, you might. You'd probably be number one on our depth chart. In terms of yeah. DNVR bowlers, is it pretty bad over there? Yeah, that's what we've heard. I think oh. so. I, neither of us have gone. <laughs> you can talk to Ryan about that. He okay. Was, yeah. He was yeah Ryan, that depth chart. Ryan said he was uh, really good, and then didn't he? His first game, he didn't even get a 100. It's like an 85 or something. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. That's crazy. After talking about how good he was gonna be, he didn't even get a hundred. Doesn't look like you a personalized bowling ball. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing more embarrassing than being bad when you've got everything personalized. Yeah, that is true. Um, okay, let's get into this 53-man projection because two weeks from tomorrow, the Broncos go from 90 to 53. 37 guys are cut on two weeks from tomorrow. Todd, did, you never had that, did you? It was always multiple cut days? Yeah, it was. A, I think pre-season. it was three cut days. Yeah, yeah, which I don't know which one's better. Is there one that's better for a player? For a player, I think it's better to have the one cut day because that gives you more time within camp yeah. mm-hmm. for you know you to prove yourself or the teams to be able to see that you can really make the team. But um, you know it's tough having so many guys in the locker room without dwindling down because coaches have to give so much energy to guys mm-hmm. who may not be around yeah. or playing time to guys who may not be around, and some guys still need development that are going to be here. So I like the old system, but. You know, I'm glad that guys have more time to prove themselves. Yeah, and they have all preseason. Uh, The cut day doesn't come until just a couple of days after the third preseason game wraps up. And, of course, there's only three preseason games now. But inside the building, obviously, the coaching staff has their depth chart. Mm -hmm. They kind of know where the lines are being drawn right now. And it's all in pencil. Things can change with two more preseason games. But let's take a look, especially now that we have a full game of tape under our belts. Let's take a look and see where this roster stacks up. Let's start with the offensive side of the ball. And let's just hit the starters right away. Uh, Guys that are locks to make this team, obviously, Russell Wilson is a lock Mm -hmm. to make this team. Are all three quarterbacks locks? Mm. Okay, let's go position by position. I like that. We'll start there and see where we wind up. Well, Henry, you picked up on a really interesting clue Mm -hmm. that Sean Payton dropped last week. He said that you only get your 47 active players on Sundays. And And why is that important? Well, because they changed the rule so that instead of having 46 active players, you can have 47 if you keep a third quarterback on your roster. You can keep him active. So if he says they're going to have 47 active, 
means they've got three quarterbacks on the roster. Yeah. And additionally, this past week, obviously Russ is still the starter. He was he was fine mm-hmm. um, on Friday night. Stidham was awful. And 16 passer rating. That's terrible. That's Todd, you, you had some games where you had more tackles. <laughs> he had passer rating <laughs> yeah, there. for sure. That's really bad. And then Ben DiNucci comes out. Sure, he's playing against mm-hmm. guys that aren't going to be in the NFL. But he had seven for nine, let a touchdown drive. He, yep. he looked very comfortable in the pocket. It was a nice pocket. The, it, it was a nice pocket, uh-huh. yes. He had a lot more time than uh, uh, Stidham and Russ. Mm-hmm. And by the way, well, we'll talk about that with the offensive line in yeah. just a second. Um, but I think that there might be a little competition for that backup spot, which means as of right now, I think they both make the team. I think so, too. And, I mean, if they're going to give you the spot, why not take it? They're yeah, going to yeah. give you the extra roster yeah. spot. Why not? I think a smart coach like Sean Payne, he's going to take it. Yeah, especially a quarterback guy yeah. who's not fully sold on his starter yep. and kind of wants some developmental guys behind him. Stidham and Danucci are both developmental guys. So, okay, we'll go with three on quarterback. Let's go running back. Mm. Who's making this squad? So Javante and Samaje, they're For both sure. on locks. And they'll keep one or two more. They'll definitely keep at least one, so we might as well pick who the one is. I think that guy is just Jaleel. Yeah. We talked to Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, last week, and he couldn't say anything bad about Jaleel. I yeah. mean, he just talked about how every – he, in his words, every single day he has a breakout run. Yeah. How do you cut a guy that has a breakout run every single day, provides something – that Samaje and Javante don't, yep. that that just burst of speed. And then also he looked really good in the game. He's not a lock yet, but, I mean, I think he's close to a lock without being a lock as you can get, especially for uh, an undrafted guy. Yeah, he just has to make plays on special teams. Mm-hmm. I think that will be the mm-hmm. biggest factor between the last three guys, Tony Jones, Tyler Batty, uh, who makes the plays on special teams. Because you never know. Like, they will cut a guy who makes plays for another guy who makes more plays on special teams, especially since he won't be getting the majority of the reps. Yep. They're going to want the special teams, call it goon, more so than the guy who can play running back. Yep. And I think That's a good point. in terms of special teams contributions, it's probably Tony Jones, mm-hmm. and then it's a toss-up between Beatty and McLaughlin, which is an interesting dynamic. But I guess the flip side is McLaughlin is listed as, like, the number three kick returner. So if he winds up returning a couple kicks and looks good in the preseason who knows maybe they say we don't want to risk marvin mims and mclaughlin can return mm-hmm. so there's a spot i don't it's tough I, I worry that i'm picking with my heart when i say mclaughlin and i'm just gonna be disappointed it feels like it really is just an even even field right now so you're not ready to be vulnerable let your heart out there <laughs> i don't think i am <laughs> but if we got pick one if you if you want to push for mclaughlin i can get behind that i think i think they go with four and okay. I think it's because just Javante's progressing, but they kind of just showed us by not playing him in the first preseason game. Maybe they're just not a hundred percent sold that he's a hundred percent there. So I think they keep it safe. And my guess is Tony Jones and McLaughlin. Yeah, is Tony Jones kind of a hybrid guy? Yeah. Can, can more so do it all? You could also just put Tony Jones on your practice squad, though. Nobody's gonna take him. You don't think? activate him the first. No, I, I don't. Damn. I think maybe McLaughlin gets taken. I don't. I don't even know that he does though. Yeah, it's just probably not worth the risk. Yeah, and running. There's a lot of running backs in the league. Exactly. I don't know if you know. Every team is going to have one or two other talented yeah. running backs besides their primary back. So yep. I think he would do well in the practice squad too, being able to learn and also develop mm-hmm. and potentially be, you know, a good player for them. So we go in three. I would go three. 
I, I would go three to start, mm-hmm. and if we say, oh, we got some extra okay. spots, maybe we circle back. Okay, let's go three. And it is Jaleel. Yeah. That's okay. Okay, it is Jaleel. Now, tight end. This was something we didn't get to d- dive into the depth mm-hmm. chart too much uh-huh. last week. But biggest surprise, Adam Troutman being listed as the number one tight end? Yeah. Yeah. And I think Troutman, Dulcich, Mannerts, those are the three on the team. After that, you get into conversations. They keep four. If they keep four, is it really Nate Adkins? And I think it probably definitely is. Um, but those three seem very safe to me. And I guess someone that we have to put in here since we did do it for running backs probably should be under running backs here is Michael Burton. Yep. Mm-hmm. A fullback. Do they keep a fullback? I think definitely. They do. Yeah. I, I think. Sean Payton. Yeah, especially with some stuff that we saw today yep. and, and that you were pointing out, Todd. Um, I think Michael Burton makes it. So And he'll play all four special teams. He'll be a core guy. Like right. he's the fullbacks are always instrumental. I remember I remember Andy uh Janovich, like they're yeah. very instrumental mm-hmm. to that special teams game. So I think they'll keep him around. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. And especially pro- with Jaleel. Yeah. Probably then there's your special teams guy. Probably between running backs and tight ends, seven is probably like a fairly normal number, I would yeah. think. Yeah. But again, it's Sean Payton. So I think we go with three for tight end. And again, if we, we can come back and see if there's anybody to add. Does Alberto even make the practice squad? I doubt it. This is um, your three? Four. It is, four. yeah, your four. Okay. That's tough. Yeah. If I you mean, still haven't. If they put Atkins on the active roster, then maybe they do. Because he's kind of your Dulcich insur- insurance. Like, you don't have another tight end who fills that True. role. And mm-hmm. without Tim Patrick, you kind of want to make sure that you have that, that kind of movable tight end. Are you set, flex are, tight end? Are you putting Atkins on the roster? I'm not willing to commit to it yet. Yeah, I wouldn't put Atkins yeah, on the roster. I don't yeah. think so. I think, I think the tight end room, like you said, Henry, is pretty clear and cut. Yeah. Yeah. Atkins um, played pretty great though. I think he's the better blocker between him and Troutman too. Speaking of playing great, Henry played great over the weekend, wrote game grades oh. for sixty nine players, which is honestly psychotic. <laughs> no, it's nice. Um, <laughs> well, it's also <laughs> nice and psychotic. Those two things go yeah. together. Uh, for this one and so check them out over at the dnvr.com yeah. we're obviously not going to go through 69 players today we're going through Damn. 53 and henry went through 69 so make we sure to check them out could add the practice squad in 16 more uh let's it's not 16 no, oh, okay, let's fine. let's let's not do that today. <laughs> That's fair Maybe well i'll write that later something. Yeah. There, yeah we know you'll be writing that um okay wide receivers obviously mm-hmm. jerry judy yep. lock Cortland sutton yep. lock um, Marvin Mims, Locke. Yep. Brandon Johnson. Locke, you think? I think he's I think, he's, he's, I think, think he's, he's next up. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, and he's not going to be injured enough where you're putting him on any injury list. In fact, no. if you put anyone yeah. on IR right now, they're done for the season. Mm-hmm. So you're not putting mm-hmm. anyone on IR. So I, I agree with you. I think Brandon Johnson's lock. Any more locks? I don't think so. Because mm. I think I don't think it's a guarantee they keep more than five. Just given the injuries. Wouldn't that be a reason... Why they would keep more than, than five? five? I, I I don't think so. Because I, I think it, you could just move a guy to the practice squad. And now that practice squad players get to play a couple games, unless, like, it's just so easy to steal a roster spot that you might as well move a Kendall Hinton to the practice squad, move a Taylor Grimes to the practice squad, play him a couple weeks if you really want him to play those couple weeks at the beginning, and after two weeks say, you know what, we want him on the team, let's get rid of somebody else. Did you notice that oh never mind okay never mind ignore that um okay so who's the fifth i'd say it's probably marcus calloway that's mm. where i would go to he made yep. nice play in one-on-ones today but mm-hmm. um sean payton guy sean challenged him last week i think he stepped up a little bit mm-hmm. i'd go calloway 
Yep. Anyone else that you would put above him, Todd? I may go Callaway too, just because he's Sean guy. I think if it yep. was maybe another coaching staff, I might go Kendall Hinton. Yep. Just because he's yeah. been there, he's been steady, and he's made plays throughout the years. It, it's true. I mean, he's a guy that you can trust. Uh huh. So we're yep. going Callaway, and then I think if there's a sixth, which we don't have mm-hmm. to put a sixth here, but I think it'd be Montreal Washington. Really. For mm. the ability to be a, a special teamer, a returner if Marvin Mims isn't the returner. Um, and because he's made the most deep plays in, pra- in training camp so far for the Broncos mm. as a receiver. Could be. I, I think I'd go Jalen Virgil up next. Really? I mean, yeah. The way they were using him, they were playing him as like an HF back in their offense, H back in a normal offense. Um, but they were running behind him. Like yeah. they, and it was working. And so when you have that, I think that that's a valuable skill set. I think that... He has a claim to be the fastest receiver in that room now with KJ Hamler not in there. I think it'd be down to him and Marvin Mims. Not Montreal? No. He's more quick than fast. He's fast too, but like he, he'd be next up after those guys, I think. And then on top of that, like he had a great block when in the return game. Like yeah. he could be a big special teamer. But yeah. Kendall Hinton is also right there. I think Taylor Grimes is also potentially right there. But yeah, I think you could just get him on the practice squad. Yeah. So why, why waste I would the say Jalen Virtual too. Okay. And I think you know, if Jaleel McLaughlin ends up working out as a backup, you know, returner, then that kind of washes yeah. uh, Montreal out, out the room. So Me too. Yeah, I think that you go with uh, Virgil and you call it a day. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and that, that that's a good point. Um, Montreal, Was- I like the way Montreal Washington returned kicks this week, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked a lot better, or punts, I should say. Yeah. He looked a lot better, but... Um, I think they already have their returner mm-hmm. and Marvin Mims. Yep. So are we going six or five? We including Jalen? Yeah, we can go six. Let's okay. do it. Yep. Okay. Six at wide receiver. There now we, we have offensive line. The good stuff. Can they keep 15? No. <laughs> <laughs> can they keep 15 but combine them into like exactly. seven? Because this past week was so underwhelming from an offensive line standpoint. The numbers come out after the game. Russell Wilson had the highest pressure rate of any quarterback in the NFL. And there were a lot of quarterbacks yep, playing. He was pressured on 64% of his dropbacks. Number three, the third highest guy that was pressured in the NFL, Jared Stidham. So the Broncos had two of the top three <laughs> pressured quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's not a top three that, that you, you want, to, want be to be in. And Sean Payton talked about it today and he wasn't asked directly, like, whose fault is it? Mm-hmm. But he didn't put any blame on Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. He didn't put any blame on the play calling. He pretty much put the blame on the offensive line. Yeah. And this is something that they brought in Sean Payton to help the protection. They spent $140 million on Mike McGlinchey and Ben Powers in the offseason yep. to help with this protection. Obviously, they didn't have McGlinchey um, in this past game. But it didn't look any better. Russell Wilson led the league in sacks last year, and it was just as bad in this first preseason game. So he was pressured 64% of the time. Jarrett Stidham, 59%. Ben DiNucci was 11%. That third-team offense, the offensive line, too, but that entire third-team offense played really well. Is that where our diamonds in the roughs are? Is that where we need to go? I think it might be. I think it might be. The thing is, they only got that one drive, but they uh went down there and scored a touchdown. Let's talk about this depth chart because we can't because <laughs> we can't talk about practice today and True. who was playing where. Uh-huh. But Todd, the Broncos might have tipped their hand to a little diamond in the rough 
on the offensive line. And it's actually someone that Henry gave an A-plus to, I believe, in the, in the game. Alex Polshevsky was so sick in that game. <laughs> and I was talking to Dre about it. Like, he did make, he gave up, like, one kind of half pressure, but it was super late. It was on, like, the second move of a pass rush. But outside of that, he made so many great blocks. And he did so many different things. Like, they were running, like, the pin and pull with him, like, pinning. He had, like, kickout blocks. He has, like, he was, like, blocking, like, 11 yards downfield on Tyler Beatty's long run. There were just so many awesome blocks, and he was just manhandling everybody. There's even just, like, the third and one run where he just, like, pushed a man back two yards and so the running back could just slip in behind him so he showed the power too he was really 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 sharp and i think the broncos thought he was very sharp as well um with how they're viewing him right now mm -hmm. you're picking up what i'm putting down mm -hmm. um and i've said this a couple times before on this podcast but sometimes people don't listen to things i say about the undrafted free agents so he's from <laughs> illinois six-year starter in the Big Ten, and it's six because he got injured one year, and so he didn't play the whole season. He was also an All-American last season, All-American tackle last season. Wow. And he didn't get drafted just because Why? he doesn't have, like, the measurables. Uh. I'm not sure what his arms are, but I think his arms might be a little bit short. I think, like, the some of the just the testing wasn't great, but... But he can play. It's He really can play, and we saw that. Yeah, but we, we did. So, is he making the roster? I think, obviously, we know our top five. <sighs> uh -huh. Lloyd yep. Cushenberry... Um, Garrett Bowles at left tackle, Ben Powers, uh, Quinn Minors, and Mike McGlinchey are the top yep. five. Yep. Who's the swing tackle? I think it's still Cam. Fleming. Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. Yep. I think Prince has done some nice things, but there just hasn't been enough. And honestly, Fleming struggled, too. Like, he let three guys just get around the outside of him for pressures. Two of them, uh, he gave up a hit. And it's like neither of them has really done anything to win the job, but Fleming was good last year, and I, I think he's just a safe option. And mm -hmm. Fleming was second team this in this yes. past game, right? Second team yep. left tackle? Yep, Yeah, he was. so getting beat three times. Not ideal. Against the second teamers? Mm -hmm. when you're supposed to be the, the team's mm -hmm. you know, swing, swing. tackle? Mm -hmm. That's tough. And I, I think it'd be really hard for Palshevsky to be the swing tackle just because you have two guys who've at least played. Yep. You're going to feel silly if you let those guys go and then the undrafted rookie doesn't work out. But if they keep two tackles, I bet it's him and one of the others, as of right now. Are you keeping two tackles? Uh, I think they do, because I yeah. think the reason is because McGlinchey isn't going to be healthy probably right until the start of the season. Yeah, yep. right up until game one, I think. And a sprained knee, mm -hmm. that's, that's probably not as clear and cut as mm -hmm. you'd want it to be, to be like, oh, a bone is healed, you're good to go, we don't mm -hmm. have to worry about you. A sprain, can't that kind of... Pop linger back up a little easier. They get linger, especially yeah. on O line. I think their knees are always under question, and they're always having problems. So a sprained knee is definitely not something you want to no. start the year with. So I think that having some help around for him, just in case he needs to play here yeah. or there, would be smart. Yeah. The tough part though is that I think Quinn Bailey's probably the guard who makes the team as a backup, and he also plays some tackle. So then you kind of have like two and a half tackles and half a guard, which isn't the end of the world. Yeah, but it's not a good thing just to have that position versatility. It's a good thing, but it makes it a lot easier to justify not rostering Pelshevsky. Okay. But and undrafted guy it's true. probably can get onto the practice squad. Yeah. You would think. He was like a priority free agent. I bet it comes down to Pelshevsky and Adkins, who they think they can get through and who they think they can't. Mm. That might be how it goes. Interesting. Okay, so we've got Cam Fleming. Yep. I would probably go Quinn Bailey at guard. Okay. Okay. 
I'll let the guy that watched 69 players decide <laughs> That's fair. That. That's I'm fair. good with that. Shout out Will Sherman, too. He had a great game, but... Not making it. Quinn Bailey's mm-hmm. proven. Not uh, as of now. And he then needs to keep going. And then center, Wattenberg. He had a very tough <sighs> moment on special teams. Did you see the picture, Todd, of him getting absolutely pancaked yeah. that led to the block? Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. That was not good. But right now, he's the isn't he listed as the team's backup center? Yeah. And and he played well as a center. Uh-huh. Like, he got, I think it might have been his, f- yeah, it was the first play of the game. Or no, sorry, I was looking at Cushenberry. Um, Wattenberg... I didn't have any negatives for except for that, that one play, play where he gave up three points. And so it's like, well, and that's the hardest play, especially for yeah. O'Leary and for oh. anybody like you literally have to just sit there and brace your body to get run over. Like <laughs> they're coming full speed. You're supposed to lock in your legs and lock in <sighs> your arms, but there's not much you can do. It's not like playing center. You know, he's just standing there <laughs> waiting for somebody to hit him. So that's tough. And hopefully he can get better at it, but I don't think that should be a reason for him. Like, not to make the team or to okay. be mm-hmm. slow, you know, taken down as far as like the backup center. Yep. That, that's great insight. Yeah. And and Forsyth also played really well, but I think it's it. He needs to keep it going, and Wattenberg needs to kind of screw up for the standings to change a bit. So are we only keeping eight? Um, or depends you keep on if an extra interior guy. Depends on if we're keeping Palshevsky or not. He'd be the ninth. Where where are we at with the offense? How many roster spots do we have left? Well, with it depends how many we're keeping on offense. With quarterbacks, running backs, tight ends, we have 10, 11. We have uh, 17 before the offensive line. 17 plus 9. Plus 9. So that's 26. 26. Yeah. So you really can't fit anymore. Because then you're going 26, 24 with the three special teamers. Mm-hmm. So are we going so 9 on offensive line? Wait. Oh, that's with 9. That's with 9. I only have um, we've got uh, Wattenberg as a backup yep. center. Yeah. Let's keep it 25, and then yeah. we'll get to the defense, and if we can keep, cut it 24, we can come back around. Okay. Well, so no and, Palshevsky. And let's get to the defense after I tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Man, a Breckenridge day for me. Breckenridge wow. Distillery, Breckenridge Brewery, and their Mountain Beach Sour. It's going to be almost 100 degrees this week, yeah. which means you need mm. a light crisp beer and that is what mountain beach sour is Mm -hmm. little sour but refreshing not too sour it's a great sour for the summer so make sure to check them out and if you want to get one come by the dnvr bar also come by the dnvr bar for the second preseason game it was pretty lit in here yeah it was great man i had a great time my first game in here it was awesome and that was a late night game this one a little more reasonable getting Mm -hmm. started at 6 30 which i think will be nice get Mm -hmm. the party started get get your saturday going a little bit earlier and if you can't make it but you still want some breckenridge brewery go to breckbrew.com click their beer locator and they will tell you not only where you can find any of their beer but specific beers so check them out the official beer of dnvr Yep, that's it. And uh, go and check out our friends over... Sorry, I was looking at the weather. At Shady Rays, <laughs> which is also weather-related. Um, as Zach was saying, it's going to be really hot. Next time the high isn't in the 90s, next Wednesday, it's going to be 89. Wow. Dang. Wow. So make sure that you're not burning your eyes out, especially because it looks like it's going to be super sunny for the most part. I, I don't buy that because it always rains in the afternoon, but it says it's not going to. Um, regardless, for most of the day, it'll definitely be sunny. You'll want your shady rays. Uh, I've been obviously wearing mine. I can't even think of the last time I drove without my sunglasses. Maybe that speaks more to the. T- oh, I guess I'm back. Wasn't that the just bar. last week? What? Didn't you leave them somewhere? 
Oh, that yeah. I mean, yeah. but that would be the last time when I forgot them. But I'm not forgetting them today. They're the best sunglasses. 250,000 people have given them a five-star review. Uh, and 250,000 people can't be wrong. So go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Did you guys see the news that broke just last segment? Yes. About Ezekiel Elliott. Where he's signing? Where is he signing? Oh, you want to guess? <laughs> There's no way I would even. There's no way. Kind of a random team, the Patriots. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and they have Stevenson, Ramondre, who's been a beast. Big old power back with another big old power back. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Does it sound like the Broncos? They like revitalizing careers too. I think the Patriots find joy in taking like a old back wide receiver somebody yep. that nobody wants to kind of like trying to polish them back up again Such and the thing is point. i always think it's going to work uh-huh. every time they do it's like oh well ezekiel it's gonna have a good year he's going to the patriots yeah who was who was the running back that they did that with um ola garrick blunt yeah yep. oh my wow. gosh he was just he was a monster with them they and they did that multiple times with them yep. yeah he, he would sign and then leave go somewhere else doesn't work out goes Come back to back. the patriots looks great Balling. again yep. man that was a guy that I certainly wouldn't want to mm-hmm. tackle. He's like 240 pounds. Ugh. He was just huge. Little guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll see, uh, uh, especially in that offense where they're just kind of lacking a little bit of talent. Like they're not super exciting. They just got the receiver too, right? The receiver. Them? I'm trying to think. I thought, thought they just made a move on a receiver. Maybe not. But but all of a sudden, the Patriots, you're like, ah, yeah, seven wins probably. Yeah. If Zeke is good, then that number kind of goes up. Oh. Could go up. If Mac Jones is good. You believe that matters just a little bit less. Um, I think he, I think he can. He's not going to win a Super Bowl or anything, but he can put them in a position to win nine games. Okay, you know, okay. yeah. I think there's only a few Super Bowl winning quarterbacks in the league. It's not like everybody gets a yeah. shot or everybody's worth an opportunity. Not worth, but just gets an opportunity. Um, that's why I was so excited to get Russell Wilson. He's one of those quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. It's only a handful of them. If you look back over the years at Super Bowls, it's only a handful of guys that are in there. So. I think, and every team kind of knows that going in. They may fake right. the funk or act like they have a Super Bowl contender or going to have a good year. Look at the quarterback. You know who's going to have a good year and who's going to go to the Super Bowl or has a chance or not. Is this Todd Davis post-playing? You 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 realize that? Or did you know that when you were playing? No, I knew that while I was playing. <laughs> like, when, when we went to the Super Bowl, it was only like Peyton Manning, uh, ben Roethlisberger, Aaron, uh, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. It yeah. was only like five or six guys yeah. going yeah, to the yeah, Super Bowl yeah. every single year. Like, if you don't have one of those guys or the or the up-and-coming new guy, yeah. like a Patrick Mahomes is like first two years coming in the league, mm-hmm. you're, we're sitting at home come January <laughs> for sure. Watch yeah. out saying nice things about Patrick Mahomes on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All he of a sudden, pass, people turn. he actually played, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, what was it? I mean, it was something just like that, Todd. It was... In the past 15 years, when the Bronco, when you guys were in Super Bowl 50, it was like the past 15 years, all but one Super Bowl had yep. one of those four guys in it: Tom exactly. Brady, Peyton Manning. Actually, those three guys and Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. So from the AFC, you had no shot. Not at all. If you didn't have one of those guys. Yep, that's how it is. Um, yeah. So is Russell Wilson one of those guys? Yeah, he has been yeah. because he's done mm-hmm. it, and he's done it not once but twice, and really should have won the second time he went. Um, I think he has that ability. We just got to find it. Still yep. looking for it. Yep. I'll, yep. I'll take this heat off you guys. Obviously, we know Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys. Um, and now, is Justin Herbert one of those guys? It's, it's L.A. For me, <laughs> for me, the Chargers will be good, but they always find a way to lose it. Like, that's just... <laughs> yeah. 
Phillip Rivers was good for so many years and would lead the league in passing yeah. and have all these yards, but somehow, some way, <laughs> they find a way to lose it. And I think that's just in their DNA for right now. Yeah. So he's not then? I don't think so. Yeah. Especially not, no. I mean, no. Coming out of the AFC West, I don't think he's going to have an easy time doing that. Yeah. Um, so, no, I don't think he's the guy. And Jimmy Garoppolo? No. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> no. Easy one there. Okay. Let's go through the defense. Let's see mm -hmm. if it's as easy as that was. And uh, let's start with the secondary. Easy. Yep. Pat Sertan, starting cornerback. Yep. Damari Mathis, other yep. starting cornerback. We haven't seen anything to mm -hmm. suggest otherwise there. Obviously, um, Justin Simmons. For sure. Caden Stearns, Kareem Jackson. Who are you putting as a starter? I say K-Jack. K-Jack? Okay. So yeah. he's making the team. Yeah. I think if there's a veteran cut, it's him. Yeah. But. I think so. I think he makes the team. Do you have full faith in Caden Stearns to get the job done, though? I don't have full faith in Caden Stearns to stay healthy. Yeah. And I think that's why he's not going to be a veteran cut mm -hmm. is because it's like we have Kareem Jackson here, regardless of who starts. Vance Joseph said it last week that both of these guys have packages. So yeah. I think and mm -hmm. I think a big reason that that Kate or that uh, Kareem came back to the Broncos was because Vance wanted him. For sure. And yeah. so I don't think that Vance is going to bring him back and then say, no, we actually don't want you. So I, I do think that Caden make or Kareem makes the team. And at the end of the day, probably doesn't matter who is the starting safety because they're both going to play yeah i think so too yep i think so too i mean big nickel it's like 50 percent of the time when the offense is in 12 personnel defense is in nickel and that's like that's where you use all three of these guys so you talk about big then big nickel jl skinner does he make the team pj lock I think, vance said last week that he's battling to be the third safety on this yep. team uh -huh. and i think i think pj makes the team and there's four okay you going five I think they probably keep up. Let's, let's talk about cornerbacks. Okay. And then we'll see where we are because I think that's kind of where the conversations come in. Okay. So you got Pat, you got Damari. Yeah. You got K1 in the slot. He's a lock. Yep. He's another one who yeah, could be on the lock. bubble, but yeah. I no, think he's I good. Think, I think K1's a lock. Okay. Um, I also think Riley Moss is a lock. Yes, for sure. And I yep. don't think his injury is enough to put him on IR and have nope. him done for no. the season. So there's four. There's four. I think Jaquan Moon's probably five now. I think Bassey's probably six. Yeah. So then do you have room for a fifth safety? This is your deepest yeah. part I think of the team. Because you kept or because you didn't keep Palshevsky, I think there probably is room for another safety. I don't think you're cutting JL Skinner. I don't think so either. Because but I'm not sold. I think DTY has played better in camp. I think he's played better in the game. Uh-huh. I think there's a reason why he's in front of JL on the depth chart. But let's go Skinner. I think it's a little bit of projection, but it'd be crazy not to include him. This was, this was just a guy, and I know Sean has cut fourth-round picks in the past yeah, when, yeah. when they've been rookies, um, but this is a guy who went to the Broncos, get him in the sixth round, yep. but he was viewed as like a third- or fourth-round guy before tearing his peck a day before the combine. Yeah. Tore his peck that, that knocked his draft stock down. I think the Broncos got a really good player. I would just be mm -hmm. surprised if they cut him here. Is he okay doing that, keeping him? Yep. Yeah, I'm okay keeping him. Yep. 11 guys in the secondary. That's a lot. That is a lot. They'll be making some plays. They better. Yeah, yeah. They, and that's the strength of the team. So I think sometimes you do kind of make exceptions mm -hmm. when it's the strength of the team. Obviously, inside linebacker, going Alex Singleton. Josie you're going Josie Jewel, Jewel. for sure. Um, you're going Drew uh, Sanders. Sanders. And then uh, 
Who else are you going with? Stranath. I think he, think he got it. I mean, he yeah. played the most special team snaps last year. He was making plays again on special teams on Friday. Yeah. Like, if there's one guy who makes the roster for special teams, it's probably Stranad. Feels pretty clear cut, especially when Jonas got hurt. I think Jonas and Stranad were fighting for that final I roster so spotted inside linebacker. And with Jonas's injury, makes it pretty easy there. Um, and then you don't have to worry about, you can kind of keep it at four, just at inside backer, which makes yep. it a little easier. Um, what haven't we hit? Defensive line and outside yeah. linebackers. Yep. Outside linebackers. This is a tough one mm -hmm. where last week Vance Joseph said, we're six deep here. I yep. like our depth here. They keep six. That would really be pushing the limits. So obviously you're going Randy Gregory. Yep. Yep. Uh, you're going Frank Clark. Yep. That too. You're going Jonathan Cooper. Yep. Yep. You're going uh, Nick, Nick Benito. Nick yep. And then Baron Browning. I mean, he's probably... Has to. He, yeah, yeah, he has to because yeah. he probably isn't injured enough to just put him on IR for the whole season. Would no. that be... Or would it be six weeks? Um, which one... Which I can never remember which list is which and which one's who's on. It, oh, he did start... Since he did yeah. start training camp on PUP, you're right. So, so if you they don't include him in the roster, PUP, then he has to sit out the first six weeks. Yep, exactly. So maybe that is what they do with him. I think that's so that's kind of a way to makes do sense. that. Yeah, because meniscus, he shouldn't be back around the start of the year anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, let's put him on PUP. Okay. First six weeks. A bit, so, yeah. um, you hear throw Baron Browning on there, but include him on PUP so he doesn't count on the roster. So there's four. Who else? anyone else i almost wonder i think aaron patrick is probably the best bet just because of special teams that's why i made the team last year i think haynes and incum neither's really separated mm -hmm. but i don't think either's made enough plays to take a roster spot i think you just go four i think you probably just go four because you can probably get aaron patrick on probably practice squad yeah and uh, with doing what we did with the secondary you gotta kind of have to exactly save some some spots there um, um, quick, is there anybody else in the secondary I missed? Um, Patrick Tad, Riley Moss, cornerbacks more than anything. Damari. Oh, Jaquan McMillan. Yep, Jaquan, Jaquan McMillan. Can't forget him. Mr. Interception. Couldn't, you could not forget. He needs to pick it back up. He had such a great first week. The next week of practice was like, ah, there's, there's like a depth cornerback out there. And because he had that good week, he's still clearly above the rest, but be nice to see like a strong finish from him. Mm -hmm. He's not a lock. Even with the pick? Even with the pick. Wait, which pick did he have? The interception. That was Isang. Oh, you're right. That was yeah. Isang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. Definitely. Um, he was playing outside corner though, and he was starting for Pat Sertan in that game. Definitely. I, I he's definitely still the number three boundary corner between or behind Pat and Damari. The gap has shrunk a little bit in the last week or so. Okay. In my that's mind. fair. No, that that's fair. Um Okay, now defensive line. We talked hey to Jonathan Harris today, and man, talk about a guy who you mm -hmm. feel really good about. A guy that undrafted um, has kind of fought his way to stay in the NFL mm -hmm. for a couple of years, and now he's listed as a starter. Um, it you know reminds me of you a lot, <laughs> except you you made your climb pretty damn quick. Honestly, I mean, you were first year. Obviously, it wasn't a guarantee that you were going to make the NFL, but uh -huh. then you, then you did, and then. It was pretty much a guarantee you were on that Super Bowl 50 team. Yeah. So you only had one year of uncertainty? Um, yeah, I'm Did it I guess I was blessed. Um, no, it felt like, yeah. you know, you. I think the mind of an undrafted player is you always feel like you have to prove yourself. or They're always trying to find somebody else. So I always kind of felt uncertain, even though I had just signed a contract or I was 
the starter for you know two years you always feel like they're coming for your spot even though the first round draft picks get 50 chances <laughs> you feel like you don't get you know you barely get one so I don't think I was ever felt like at ease or at peace even after your contract or is no. that kind of the first time that that day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that day but then but then after that you're like oh I gotta prove them right because <laughs> right. it's not guaranteed right. and yep. if they they can cut me and just give me the guarantee and then I'm gone again like it's a whole bunch to the mental game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. It's, yeah. Um, so Jonathan Harris making it a yep, lock? Definitely. Uh, Jonathan Harris a lock. DJ Jones a lock. And then, of yep. course, Zach Allen a lock. lock. What do you do about Mike Purcell? I mean, it's just tough to say when we don't know what his injury is and how much longer he's out. Because mm-hmm. um, he's on the non-football injury list, right? So... That yes. that's different than the six. Wait, no, that's the same thing as the six weeks. You can, yeah, you you can essentially put them on pup or the NFI, and it's the same six yep. week thing. So let's let's just assume he's healthy. Okay, mm-hmm. I I I think he makes the team. I think he kind of locks everything. We get to play DJ Jones as like a three technique, five tech, mostly three technique, I guess. I think that he's probably a lock if he's healthy. Man, that is a big front three. If you have Mike Purcell, Isn't DJ it? Jones, and Zach Allen. That's something that Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell probably want to see. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to love that. And that's why I think that's why they've been using them so much and really like attacking or blitzing them at times, even within the game. When you lock up the front, the linebackers can really do whatever they want. And so when you have them blitzing, there's nobody left to block them besides the running back. Mm-hmm. But then we have other ways of getting around him and doing two on one different right. stunts. I think that's going to be good for them because, like you said, you can you can double team one of those guys you can't double team both yeah. of them and if you do come off the double team then that guy has a one-on-one and i expect Priscil, dj jones like i, I expect them to win one-on-ones mm-hmm. so that's going to be good for the team overall is it a treat when uh the defensive coordinator calls a, a blitz for you yeah yeah you definitely <laughs> love those you bite your teeth when he says this man coverage and then you smile when he says <laughs> <laughs> it's it's time for the blitz <laughs> for sure one of the things josie said last week was that the, or, no, it was the defensive coordinator. It was Vance who was saying, we just put in another blitz that Josie really likes. Uh-huh. Did you have blitzes like that where you're just like, oh, I, I really like this one, called this one in particular? Yeah, I definitely had one um, that worked a couple times, I would say. But I, I don't know if they like kept it in for me. I think it was just part of, okay. a part of the process. <laughs> but I definitely would put a chip in Wade's ear because it was part of Wade's defense. And like, hey, call, call the blitz, call the blitz. Because <laughs> it's perfect. I mean, I get a playoff and like... The worst thing that happens is you get blocked up. Right. The yep. best thing is that you get a sack and you don't have to cover anybody and like <laughs> you know it's a great it's a great time. <laughs> you just you just get to hunt when you're on the field. Then. Yeah, you get to hunt. You get to hunt because yeah. you feel like a a D a D lineman or outside linebacker. Like if you don't get the sack, it's not the end of the world. But right. if you do, it's amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now you have a big play. Yeah. Uh, I I know it's not as cut and dry as this, but man, for offensive linemen, if they give up a sack. And only one sack a game, it's not good. Yep. Uh, an outside linebacker or a true pass rusher, you get one sack a game. You're like leading the league. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. It's <laughs> Top five for sure. Yeah. And I baller. know there's other things that the defensive guys have to do. It's not truly just one good play, but mm-hmm. uh, little it seems a little unfair. Yeah. Offensive line have to be perfect. Defensive guys just have to do one good thing. Well, I mean, I guess the same thing is true for a cornerback. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, you give up true. one touchdown in the game, you are trash, and <laughs> yep. you're about to find a new yeah. occupation. But wide receiver, you get one touchdown in the game, you're balling. Yeah. Like you're having a great year. So yeah. true. it's give and take. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Um, okay, so this defensive line, who's going behind? So we have those three. No, uh, those Purcell four. Harris, yeah, yep. four, yeah. Yep. Um, Henningsen, 
Yep. Yep. Even though he couldn't <laughs> stop him on the goal line. He otherwise had a really good game, though. Yeah, He's no. had a good camp. I agree. Yep. Um, Garcia to the practice squad? <sighs> that's the tough part, because I would have said, least. like, Jordan Jackson's probably number six before Friday. Is Garcia now number six because he has the two sacks? Like, the, the margins are so slim between all those guys. Mm-hmm. And P.J. Mustafer also had a good game. Yeah, P.J. Mustafer definitely practice squad Yep, if he doesn't make the team. Mm-hmm. But what are we at? What are our numbers on the defensive side right now? Um, we're at 19 before defensive linemen. 19, so you're 24. So now you, you, you put keep one more. Yep, one more gets you to 25. Okay. So... Elijah Garcia, Jordan Jackson, PJ Mustafer. I would say it's not Jordan Jackson. It's between Garcia and Mustafer. I, I really feel like they might keep another linebacker, to be honest. Uh, it's not inside. Because now mm. I think back, we usually, I think we would have five in our rooms. Yeah. And that kind of makes sense. You were with Vance, so that there's definitely some weight there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that would probably be Seth Benson if you're doing that, because Ray Wilborn, who was next yeah. to Seth Benson, was just cut this morning. Yep. A Jiki probably gives you more special teams, though. Seth Benson probably more likely to be your a starter at some point. It's tough. But then, I mean, That's can tough. you only keep five defensive linemen? Rotate them through the three spots? You might need to keep six there. Yeah, I feel like... But you keep five, but then if you're a nickel, sometimes it's only two D linemen in the game. That's true. So, and, and with the AFC West, we don't really mm-hmm. play base that much. Exactly. So maybe you do keep five. And if you put... Like Elijah Garcia on the practice squad, you get two weeks of him in the field. And when we're so torn between like which one you even want, uh-huh. two weeks at the beginning, then the next two weeks, the next weeks, all week, all of a sudden you're six weeks in with guys from the practice squad if you put them there. So if we did tough. if we did five, we're at twenty four on defense. Yep. And we were at how many on offense? Twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five. So you can, yeah. yeah, you can afford one more player now. It could be Adkins too. Yeah, could be yeah. Pelshevsky. Could be now defensive lineman. Could be a linebacker. Could you uh, convince yourself that Baron Browning could also be that kind of swing inside backer as well, or do you think he's converted too much to outside? Yeah, I think he he played okay when he was on the inside, but I think he found his calling on the outside, and I feel like if you did anything else, but put him out there, it'd be a disservice to him. Yeah. Like, you got to let yeah. him play out there. Like, that's where his strengths are. Yep. I agree. I agree with you there. Yep. So who's our final one? We going inside backer? We going offensive line depth? We, we need offensive line receiver? depth. Receiver? I think you're right about that. Yeah. They need the offensive line depth. How does a defensive perform? I'm sure. I'll look at it with you Probably. after as well. Um, does the defense need more help? They only have 24 players. Does the offense need it? Hank, I know you want to put Pashevsky there. I want to put Adkins on. Adkins? I think you, I think so. Really? Yeah. I go offensive line. Yeah, but I think that probably makes the most sense, just given how many players you have at each position. Which one? Let's go Pashevsky. Pashevsky? Right. Okay with that, Todd? I'll rock with you, man. All right. I believe you. Right. You've done your homework. I yep. know. I so. have done my homework. It's very true. That's so I what I provide you. here. <laughs> okay. Just homework. Let's uh, transition to special teams because <laughs> it's not as clear and cut as it's been in years past. Uh-huh. Yaya having to spell Paul Shevsky is it's the tiebreaker. <laughs> Make him figure it out. How much do you want to bet that I get it 
Oh, he's gonna Google. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I'll say I don't trust him. I'll, I'll say a hundred percent. Okay, let's uh, get to special teams. After I tell you about becoming Go. a member over at DNVR, yes. become a diehard. Where when you become a diehard, you're gonna get fifteen percent off your entire bill over at the DNVR bar. You're gonna get a free shirt at sign up. And every year after, maybe even a Todd Davis signed yep. picture. Yeah, we, we'll we're definitely going to throw that in there yeah. for sure. 20% off merch always. 20% off events. There's going to be exclusive merch for you. Uh, and you're going to get that welcome box, which just has so many cool things in it. So make sure to become a diehard. It also supports us a lot. And you get a lot of exclusive benefits as well, including the ability to leave your comments on the website which we will get to in just a second. So check out DNVR, the DNVR, and of course the DNVR locker. Okay, special teams. Todd, who's the Broncos kicker going to be? Uh, <laughs> right now, Riley Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> one at this point. Save the roster spot. I, I mean, oh man, the way they were talking about Riley last week was he could be your quarterback with mm-hmm. the arm he has. He's uh, punted better than they've ever seen anyone punt. Uh, in training camp, it's like, man, why not just make him your kicker as just well? Balling. But then during the game, wasn't as good. A 32-yard punt followed by 36-yard oh, punt. And like he, it was a bad break having like because it landed 40 yards downfield and bounced back eight. Isn't but that still, on the kicker though? To have I don't, spin? Kickers don't have as much control as people think. Oh, here's my insight. Uh-huh. I talked to a, a punter at the University of Montana. Oh. And, and we were t- I was talking because he was like... Exactly. He was probably cheating anyway. He was trying to get like a, a job in the NFL. Like, he was really good, all conference, all that sort of stuff. And he was saying like, yeah, all that stuff about like backspin, like controlling the bounce, it's just not real. Like it's not a thing. And it, there could I be a gap. I can't believe that. I know. There could I be can't a, and believe that. And I only that. bought it. But over the last couple of years, I've just bought it a little bit less. Is he in the NFL? No, I mean maybe nobody that, gets maybe the that's NFL. That's why he didn't make it. I to swear, the NFL. Yeah. every he every told college team teams coordinators, I can't control that. Half the colleges out there have a punter or kicker who's like, oh, he might make the NFL, oh, but yes. none of them do because there's 32 jobs. It just uh-huh. doesn't happen. It's true. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a bad break, but you just can't have it. Like it doesn't matter if it was a bad break or not. 32 yard punt, yeah. especially like a 32 yard punt to the 40 yard line, yeah. 45 yard, like that just can't happen. Well, it can because he's gonna make the team. There's no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, how could you pass up on a punter with an arm like that? It's true. It's a good, it's a good point. Um, but a kicker on the depth chart, it's listed as Elliot Fry or Brett Maher. We saw Elliot Fry go one for two, uh-huh. including hitting a 55-yarder, missing a 50-yarder. We saw Brett Maher go uh, 0 for two, missing one, and then uh, Luke Wattenberg getting absolutely destroyed for yeah. one to be blocked. Who, who's it gonna be projecting out? I think this is. We the should one have a like, coin. Do we have a coin? Yeah, Do we have I mean, like that, a, that's uh, what it should boil uh, down to. You know, because it could be the exact same conversation in two weeks. Like, exactly, we could be saying the same thing. But I think we're we're gonna find out find out a lot in these next couple of weeks. Yep. So I think it is a coin flip. Who's the Who's the coin landed on? Flip it, you're here. <laughs> that's a number between one and ten. Oh. Todd? And I'm, uh, your Brett Maher, your uh, Elliot Fry. What am I? Elliot Fry. So oh, okay. oh. there we go. Seven. Seven. I was gonna take Elway. <laughs> um, g- give me five. It was three, so it's Elliot Fry. Oh, oh Elliot Fry wow. makes it. <laughs> Good for Elliot. Oh, it's the one Todd wanted. Big time. It was seven. <laughs> 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 so we'll go Elliot Fry there. I mean, 
Yeah, we'll find out more in these next couple of weeks who yeah. it's going to be. It could easily just as well be someone not on the roster. Uh huh. Definitely. I think that might even be the most likely. Yeah. After this, like, the I way mean, this past week went. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, okay. Punt returner and kick returner on the Broncos unofficial depth chart. Marvin Mims is listed as a starter. Yeah. Both keep of him them. there. Yep. Easy. Keep yeah, him there. I think so too. He wasn't this past game. Because he didn't play. Mm-hmm. so That makes it tough. I, I think when he plays, he'll probably be that guy. Um, and then long snapper, we can just fill that out. Do you know his? Fabroni. Oh. What, you, did you know his name without looking? Yeah, yeah I, did. I did double check, though, because Impressive. I realized after I came, like, there were the two last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew it was him. I knew there was, was a him. long snapping competition last year, Todd. Yep. The yeah, stakes. You ever want to be a long snapper? You know that's something that they kind of tell... Uh, Guys, if you have like a dream of being in the NFL, like as a backup plan, know how to long snap because <laughs> yeah. you know there's only so many roster spots and they're going to keep a long snapper oh, yeah. on yeah. on the team. And if you know how to long snap, you're valuable to a team. So I may have tried one or two just to see if I had the sauce, <laughs> but I don't I don't have it. And then you're like, nah, I'm a good enough linebacker. I'm play I'll linebacker. make it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was at CU, there was a tight end who wasn't going to get drafted. Yep. And so he showed up to the pro day and just like long snapped. He'd never done it before. Well, never done it like in practice. It wasn't on the depth chart or anything. Did it work Why out? Did he get drafted? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's worth a try. I thought it was gonna be a great story <laughs> about this guy <laughs> who got drafted. That's a lot of my CU stories. <laughs> <laughs> he tried. Yeah. Man, we'll see. Hopefully, he's a little better at CU this year than that. It's gotta be. There's a lot of hype. In it's fact, I think be. Terrell Owens was at practice today. It's for crazy. CU. I was talking to McChesney. And I was like, yeah, you're going to get, like, sideline pass for the Nebraska game. He's like, bro, you're not going to believe it. Like, I tried, <laughs> but they gave one to Rick Ross. They mm. gave one to, uh, who is the other? Oh, Shaq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I just, I, there's no room for us anymore. It's like, wow. that's crazy. Dang. Yeah, I've got friends s- coming down. I wonder how CU people feel about that, of Prime uh, bringing in, like, the big-time names. I'm sure they love seeing Shaq on the sideline, yeah. but... Kind of boxing out some CU legends. Not that McChesney's yep. like a legend, but uh, you hey, know some CU stars. He's a legend. Um, if if they win, I think everybody's fine. For sure. Yep. If they lose, then they're gonna want their spots on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, should we hop into the comment section because we've got that? What What do you guys think? You think we nailed it, hundred percent? I think we got it. Yep. 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 Ninety nine so, for sure. Yep. Ninety nine. Yep. So we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, next think, two weeks, I think Atkins is gonna find his way on the team. That would shock me. Really? Yeah. They they showed you on the depth chart. A fourth, right? Yeah. Yeah. We picked okay. three. We, we picked did. Three. We did pick three. <laughs> um, okay. Let's hop into the comments. Any super chats you hear? Oh, really quick. Before we get into the comment section, we've got a lot of people watching right now and only a couple of likes. Please hit us with those likes. Hit it that really like. helps us yeah. out. Listen smash to Todd. Smash it. Uh, if you don't smash that like, Todd might smash you like he's going to smash Henry. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that's your going. He's going to smash me. It's like, first of all, I don't think that would work. How many, having read the comments, I think they would just all dislike. How many they likes do it. for what we need right now for you to be like, Todd, tackle me right We now. did this once. We did. We did. I can't remember what we were talking about, but it was like 200 likes and I'll do something. Yeah, uh, it, it was, was at the Super Bowl, right? No, you guys did beer chugs too. Yep. Yeah, I had to chug a beer. That's what it was yep. in the off season. No, no, yours was you had to chug a Red Bull. That's right. Yeah, and I mine did was that. a beer, and they both they both hit. We did at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So a thousand likes. 
We're not going to get to a thousand likes today. If you get this to a thousand, over time, <laughs> yeah, over the course of the you know the life of oh, the the show, the why show? Not? There wow. we go. Okay, okay. Uh, so let's hit that light. Wow, already twenty quick <laughs> <ones>. <laughs> like, We want to see this. That was actually really quick. <laughs> that was as fast as I've ever seen. Uh, I'm going to read these comments slow. I take my first like one back. coming in from the count says. The, that game had me feeling as though I should return to my crypt for another long hibernation. Uh, <laughs> it's early, I know. But that game felt like it did when you went over to your friend's house as a kid and they weren't there, but their mom lured you in with a cup of Kool-Aid and Little Debbie. And you had to wait in the living room for what felt like an eternity while you answered questions about things you never wanted to reveal at, to an adult. Wow. Whoa. I don't ask for much. I just want to feel good about this team. I'm not in panic mode. But maybe that's because I'm too jaded. Ugh, love the count. I think we all agree with you that that get. Well, actually, Hank probably doesn't agree. I think uh-huh. Todd and I agree with you. Preseason games can be tough. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. that that experience sounded traumatic, and so I think that, <laughs> <laughs> I think that it was just about that for sure. Also, great comment from from Icelandic Fart Police uh, saying, "How much?" Is a, in a super in chat to get Todd to tackle Zach. Because oh. see, that's just like straight cash. One guy can do it. <laughs> <laughs> straight cash. Uh, we'll to think have about to that. set the limit for that. Yeah, yeah you have to yeah, think yeah, about yeah. Give me the we'll limit right now. Five bucks and I'll let you do it. Five, Five bucks? bucks. Wow. Hey, the good thing that's... is uh, you hear your mic's not on, so Actually, no one can hear you. Oh, you decided oh. to turn it on midway through the show, huh? Wow. I've been busy. This depth chart uh, has kicked my ass because you guys went quick as hell. Maybe it's some money to tackle you here. It's a, I'm Another worth option. way more than Hank. I'm about 10K at this point. Ooh, 10K. Wow, 10K. Oof. I'll uh, see that super chat we'll come in. We'll do 10K pesos. And then you, have, you have to do the math I on have that. no idea what that would be. <laughs> what is that you hear? Five? <laughs> 10,000 divided by 20? Okay. I don't know. Maybe about like... That's 500. What do you mean? 500. I don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Give and take. All right. Nash Bronco coming in and says, Fellas, how much better would Russ's stat line have been if Court doesn't quit on his route Jerry catches the ball before mm. turning to make a move, and the offensive line gives him more than po- 1.3 seconds in the pocket. I'm still not reacting to what we saw, but I actually feel good about this offense. What was the biggest surprise from preseason game one? I don't, I don't know that Court quit on his route. He wasn't getting there. Like that was just a deep throwaway. And I think people have also kind of bashed Russell, Russell a bit because like, oh, it's close to being an interception. That's like, yeah. It, it wasn't, though. Like, it was a throwaway. He got enough air on it. Would you have felt a little bit better watching it if he'd thrown a little further? Yeah. I'm not too worried about that one. Yeah. my my. It doesn't change if Judy catches that, and instead of, what was he, 7 for 12, he's 8 for 11. 53% to 58%, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anything better stat-wise? No, I think it would have felt better, though. I felt like that was a good play to put on film. Yeah. Evading, getting out of the pocket. Yeah. Completing a big third down to keep the drive alive. Yeah, I think that would have felt better. It um, but I think that goes back to just, you know, everything is not on Russ. I know a lot of yeah. people like to put it on Russ, but there's a lot yeah. more, you know, there's 11 players on, out on the mm-hmm. field and everybody has to do their job for the play to succeed. And what's the O-line, wide receivers catching the ball. Um, it takes everybody. So it's not all on him. But yeah. I think it would have looked better. It would have felt better. It would have felt like they – marched down the field and got a touchdown because really in that situation, you're probably going to kick the field goal. You're probably well, not taking that fourth down, you know? Yeah. 
depends on who the kicker is. And then (laughs) (laughs) that's for sure too. And I think on a normal on a normal uh, game, I don't think it's an all out blitz leaving Jerry Judy one on one. I think a coordinator is a little bit smarter than that than just leave the middle of the field completely open. What a terrible call. That was horrible. Like if you want to blitz in that situation, at least in my opinion, Todd, you got to tell me if I'm wrong here, but. I'm not making it a delayed blitz where the guys who are coming are already seven to yep. ten yards off yep. line of scrimmage. Put you everybody on the line. And yeah, just, yeah, exactly. And, well, and, yeah. and show your hand right away, but then just try to get there really quick. Exactly. And, and you have a safety on Jerry Judy. Yeah. And it's a safety sitting off, too. Off and outside. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, what do you expect to happen? Exactly. And yeah. Judy made him look silly. He did. He did. made the as, safety fall. As he he fell and everything. <laughs> yes. God, that Lee. was the toughest game grade. Jerry Judy. Because he had the nice catch across the middle. It's like 19 yards or whatever. Uh-huh. He has the drop, but then he makes up for the drop with the slant the next play. Mm. It's like I I went with a B. I figured like he, I think he more than canceled out that that drop with the touchdown in terms of so. like contributing to the game. In terms of like how do you feel about him going into the season, things got worse after seeing the drop. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I think you're right. Yeah. I think it kind of was that back and he, forth. There. He made up for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got a super chat coming in. Ten dollars is ten dollars enough, Zach, <laughs> to get both of them. To get both <laughs> of them. Wow, our lives uh, are worth five dollars each. Uh, what I'll say is we appreciate the super chat. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. I'm definitely and, terrified because Todd has kept up in like game shape. So like that's oh, what. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you a little bit lighter? Yeah. 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 I'm trying to slim down a little. I'm probably like. Seven pounds lighter than I was. Okay. So not a lot, but... Did, did huh. you mind when uh, reporters asked you about your weight in press conferences and stuff? Or was that just something... Like, did, did that... Because some, some guys, it seems like it's uncomfortable, understandably so. Uh-huh. And some guys are just like, no, yeah, I've either gained weight and I'm proud of it, or I've lost weight and I'm proud of it. No, I felt fine um, with the mask about my weight. I was a chubby kid, so <laughs> I think anything better than what I was, I'm happy oh, with, so yeah. I didn't mind talking about it <laughs> yeah. anymore, so no, nah, I was good. Russell in particular, it's come up twice, yeah. his weight, and and both times he kind of like doesn't really answer the part about like the weight, and yeah. then somebody else jumps in and just says, yeah, but like, how much do you weigh? Uh-huh, yeah. And he's just numbers? like, oh, we're not getting into that, man. Like, and it's My guess is because he was just shamed uh, so much, and I think way too much last year for uh-huh. it. For you know, a lot of his, a lot of people think his problems were because he was too big. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he gained weight last year intentionally. I don't think that was just something where he just decided to not mm-hmm. work out anymore. I think Nathaniel Hackett and him said, "Russ, you're going to be a pocket passer, and if you're a pocket passer, you can add a little bit of weight on." And so I think that was completely intentional. But now I think he's just been bashed so much for it. It's just a sensitive topic. Yeah, and I don't see him just eating anything crazy. I mean, he has a personal Mm -hmm. chef. He has somebody that brings all his snacks. Like, he's not just (laughs) eating McDonald's and, like, chicken wings all the time. Like, it's very, very intentional, everything that he eats. And so whether he's up or down, I think it's on purpose. And I feel like he's down a little bit and looking leaner and looking better um, this year. So I think it'll, it'll be great. You know, Todd, he not only has a personal chef. He has a backup personal yeah. chef for Dang. when that first chef has to take days off. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's it. <laughs> That'd be so nice. I know. That's be... like that quarterback that got to sit at home last year just in case they needed him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The COVID quarterbacks. The COVID quarterbacks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the best job. Because yeah. like, yeah. they don't. They never called him. I don't no, remember anybody no, that got called. No. And they just got paid to sit at home. And then also, just in if case they, somebody gets sick. If yeah. they are called. No one's going to expect anything from that. Exactly. Like they go out and fail. 
It's not like people are going to be saying, well, what'd you do on your couch the whole time? People are just going to be like, well, what'd you expect from the third or fourth quarterback who's been sitting at home? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking no to loser. Nick Ferguson last year, and he asked me how much I would have to be paid to play quarterback for in the, in the, or in the NFL for a game. And What's I was your number? like, I don't know, like a few hundred bucks. <laughs> and he was like, no, you're crazy, man. Like, you're going to get hurt so bad. Like, the hospital bills are going to be huge. Like, that needs to be at least 50K just to consider it. I was like, well... Nick, we've lived different lives. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, like, I never played in the NFL. Like a couple hundred bucks. Like I have a, I have a sick weekend. It's like yeah, yeah. It and the experience. Hurts. Heck yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then I get to like tell people, I might, I might pay to do it. Yeah. Wow. I know something terrible is gonna happen. I mean, Kendall Hinton uh, has obviously done other things in the NFL besides just that. But without that COVID game. He's not a fan favorite. No. He, he's just a back-of-the-roster wide receiver that's made a couple of plays in the NFL. Uh -huh. Now he's uh -huh. just a fan darling. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Henry, you're a fan in Denver for a long yeah. time, even if you're awful. I mean, Kendall Hinton, wasn't he like one of three within two he interceptions was. or something? He was yeah. not good. Also, so, I'm blocked from the chat right now. Oh, oh good. Dang. Keep him out of there, you I hear. didn't block you. What the hell? I'm probably still <laughs> blocked from the last time you blocked me. Oh, I had a block on my plate in have an um, Alan says, or Alien says, who's playing this week that didn't play last week? I think Javante Williams. I think so, That's too. That's a good um, one. And yeah. I would like to see him out there. I think it's also important for him. He talked with uh, Alexis Perry on DNVR's YouTube last week uh, about playing, and he said, yeah, it's going to be important just to get that that final mental hurdle. Mm -hmm. And I have to imagine, Todd, as, as a player coming back from any sort of injury, whether it's a huge one, whether it's a minor one, just clearing that final mental hurdle of like, okay, I actually did get tackled all the mm -hmm. way to the ground or in a defensive player's perspective, I did fully make a, a real 100% contact hit um, and I got up, I'm good. Yeah, because as athletes, I think your injuries, whether it's a, a break, a tear, whatever it may be, it's ready to go before you mentally are. So, you know, he's been training, his body's actually ready to go, but mentally uh, there is a hurdle that you have to get over to really tell yourself, okay, I'm back, I'm ready to go, I can put all my weight on it, I can, you know, cut off of it the same way because whether he likes it or not, right now he is favoring one side or another because until you have that, you know, fully sure about your, about your body, you're going to react differently. So I think he needs it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm right there with you. And uh, Todd, you have to tell me if this is intentional or not, but uh, our listener, Zuriel Goodwin, noticed that when you said eating McDonald's and chicken wings, you looked right at him. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, that wasn't. Did you have some McDonald's recently? Uh, very recently. Oh, <laughs> man. That's the thing, though, is like I live like four blocks of McDonald's. If you have the app, they have all those coupons. So like it's like buy one, get one free with a quarter pounder and 10 piece McNuggets and like one other thing. Oh, you know the exact order. Okay, exactly. <laughs> well, see, that's where you go and it's like, oh, no, it's nine o'clock. I've been writing all day. I don't want to cook anything. I can pay four dollars and go get a cheeseburger and some nuggets. Well, how far? Chick-fil-A I mean, or like a Farther. or Chipotle you got to get in the car oh again like then gosh. you're talking like 12 bucks uh -huh. which isn't like a huge difference but just so easy to justify like four dollars for dinner because otherwise you're paying like 12 dollars you're like okay it's like a reasonable price but also it's not good for you dang so maybe it wasn't intentional Todd but from now on it's but gonna now be it intentional is. <laughs> and also my comment the two primary food groups I thought was pretty good Got blocked, so I couldn't send it the first time. I thought that was funny. Oh, McDonald's and chicken wings. Oh, yeah. Dang. yeah. Block him. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> there it goes. Yep. And then next time, I have something funny to say, it's not going to work again. <laughs> um, okay. KW says, are we really talking about cutting kickers after a preseason game? Do they not get to tweak things in these games, too? 
If this is the way we have to evaluate them, then offensive line is going to be a disaster <laughs> this year. We know Maher can make these kicks. He just needs to see a few things go through, in my opinion. I think it's fair to uh, get the, the commenter's point. I also do think I am freaking out about the offensive mm -hmm. line because it's not just like one bad game. It's Russell Wilson led the NFL in sacks last year, in part because of him, in part because of the offensive line wasn't good. And with the kickers, Brett Maher clearly has some mental uh -huh. thing that he went through last year, miss, missing five extra points out of six tries in the playoffs. So it's that coupled with missing two kicks um, in, in this preseason that, that has, I think, everyone freaked out more than they would be yep. if it was like Brandon McManus that came, came out and went one for three. Then mm -hmm. I don't think we're saying they need a new kicker right now. Yeah, and I feel like, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, like there's so much more to a game plan as for, with the offensive line than what we saw on Friday. You know, there's a lot of things that Sean Payton can do to put guys that are having trouble in better positions mm -hmm. for a kicker. You kick the same whether it's preseason, regular season, yeah. in practice. Like how you kick is just how you kick. There's like nothing to be changed within your game or scheme. And like mm -hmm. like you talked about, it's really mental. So if you're missing kicks, the only thing that can stop you from missing kicks is you and your mentality. Your setup, um, the way you kick the ball, it should be the same every single time. A miss is just simply mental. So that's why I think we're a little bit more nervous about the kickers than we are about the offensive line. And it reminds me of like a golfer. When they say like, oh, I changed like his his swing coach or like, I, I what the comment said like maybe he's tweaking some things. It's like the golfers tweak things when things are going wrong. Uh -huh. Like when they're not hitting the ball right, they're like, ah, maybe if I just take it back at a little bit different angle, maybe they, like if you're tweaking things at this point, not a good sign. Or tweak them, tweak them in the off season. Exactly. But exactly. If you're tweaking you should have something it pretty right tuned now, up, I think exactly. about about you know, <laughs> yeah. coming into camp. So uh, the other thing about the offensive line. Would just been nice if Nick Benito was like torching the Cardinals' offensive line. Yeah. Jonathan Cooper was like tearing him up, but they weren't. And in their defense, the Cardinals did play their starting offensive line. And Paris Johnson Jr., the like sixth overall pick, he looked awesome in that game. Mm -hmm. But still, like you, you would hope that Garrett Bowles can look as good as the Cardinals' offensive line. Yeah, I mean he's getting paid seventeen and a half million dollars this year. So they are paying him money. good. Must be nice. Yeah, it must be nice. <laughs> um, before we move on really quick, Todd, are kickers football players? Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say yes. Yeah. yeah, they definitely are. And I feel like a lot of t a lot of great kickers like hold the records for their teams as far as points scored. Yeah. So uh -huh. they're very instrumental in the in the game of football. So yeah, definitely without a doubt. Are long snappers more football players or less football players than kickers? <laughs> less. <Yeah. laughs> definitely. I would say less for sure. Uh, Hubiak comes in and says, before the fan base gets too toxic around here, Todd, what was your opinion of the fans while you were playing? What's your mm. opinion of fans booing their own team? Yeah, that's tough. I loved our fans. I think we have some of the best fans um, in the world. So Broncos country, shout out to you guys. You guys are great. Um, I don't necessarily like the booing. I think guys are out there, you know, doing all they can. And, you know, they may have a good game and you don't boo. And then they have a bad game, you do boo. You know, I don't think that their preparation or their attitude changes. They're giving you the best they got. 
sometimes you got to ride with the player and you got to rock with them because, you know, that's what they could do on that Sunday. So it's tough to see guys get booed. I understand it. Like, <laughs> I boo in my head for sure, but <laughs> I, de- I don't put it out there. But I definitely love our fans and they're the best. How did When you are on the field now, I don't know if the defense actually ever got booed when you were with the Broncos, but uh-huh. the offense or the quarterback play certainly got booed at times. So it's not you weren't in this exact scenario, but if you know you're getting booed by your own fan base uh-huh. or your side of the ball is getting booed or your team is getting booed, does that fire you up anymore? Does it piss you off against the other team or does it piss you off against your fans? Like, what does that do to a player? I think it, it does uh, maybe a combination of things. You know, football is like 85% mental. So hearing those boos lets you know, like, hey, I'm doing really bad and I need to pick it up or you know, they're going to boo me out the stadium, basically. So I think it may pump some guys up. Other guys, especially young guys, mm-hmm. if they're getting booed, they just go further into the tank. They don't yeah. know how to handle that yeah. stress and uh, the disapproval from from the fans. So, you know, it can kind of go either way. I don't really feel like at any time it's worked. I don't know any time where mm-hmm. somebody got booed and then in the first half and came out and balled the second half. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, damn, I, we weren't doing good. Thanks yeah, for telling us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good point. Yeah, I think that it good just keeps them, in the, keeps them in the dump. So maybe don't boo. And uh, I don't know. Say some encouraging words. There we go. There like, we go. <laughs> you guys can be better. <laughs> what was it like playing at the Chargers Stadium? Um, it was good because it was always a home game. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no matter what, I think our, our, our fans travel better than the, the Chargers, whether it was at the L.A. Arena or San Diego. Which is crazy. It's a home game. Yeah. It's crazy. It's perfect. That is, that is wild. Uh, did you hear about the uh, – this was one year before you became a Bronco. In 2013, the Broncos were 21-point favorites, 24-point favorites against the Jaguars at home. It was one of the biggest spreads ever. It's when the Broncos had the best offense of all time. Yeah. And the Broncos were only up eight at half. Mm-hmm. And when they were walking into the locker room, the fans booed them. Dang. They were winning by a touchdown and a two-point conversion, and the fans booed them. You know how happy our fans would be right now? <laughs> <laughs> right? Winning by eight going into halftime. Oh, my. I guess anybody. Yeah, they would be cheering <laughs> like crazy. The thing is, the Broncos are the Jacksonville Jaguars now of then. Oof. Like, Ooh. that's Damn. if you, like, that's literally harsh. that's Damn. what it is. That's like, bad. You think that's they're going to be 21-point underdogs at some point? I think they to could the Jags be. I year? mean, not to the Jags, but I think that's where they're heading. Oh, damn. Wow. I'm a little more optimistic about this team uh. than you hear. My goodness. Chiefs fan over here. Okay. <laughs> Final comment coming in from our battle. Luke says, football has me. The symptoms are watching a preseason game twice, again with the highlights, and then a nice <laughs> cut-up of all of Russ's, Russ's dropbacks. Some obvious over-it Seahawks fan put together on Twitter. He says, after this game, I cannot believe that we didn't play starters in the preseason last year. It was ugly at times, and I know plenty of believers that not, or, or, and I know plenty of believers think that not winning this preseason games means we're going 0-16 with a washed quarterback. But literally, game one of the regular season looked like that last mm-hmm. year. Having mm-hmm. weeks to prepare now until it counts is huge. Yeah. I mean, we said it at the time. At least I was saying it. Like, they played four series in this game, probably played five or six in the next game. That's like a full game of work that they're going to get in the preseason. And it felt like last year they were just a game behind the whole time. Like week two is like, if we would have been there week one, maybe things would have gone a little bit better. Like so many of those games had those slim margins. You got to build that base up right now. 
Man, if the Broncos came out week one against the Raiders and looked how they did at the start of this first preseason game, so many people would be losing their mind. Understandably yeah. so, because it yep. looked just like last year. It so did. I hope you're right, commenter. I don't really know how preseason translates into the regular season, but I hope that they are getting some some things out of the way. Yeah, it helps you iron some wrinkles out um, within your scheme, but then it also tells you, like, are we good? I think camp kind of gives you a false sense of hope sometimes <laughs> and a false sense of ability of how good you guys can be. And sometimes it takes going up against another opponent to really check yourself and kind of understand, okay, when we go to camp, we have to work even harder because we're nowhere near where we need to be. Um, and you don't know that without those tests in the preseason. So it's good for them. I think that, you know, week one last year did feel like a preseason game. It looked like a preseason game. Um, but week one this year, there's no way they should lose to the Raiders. No. There's no way. Josh Jacobs or not, I think they should win that game. Yeah. So they got to be ready. I'm right there with you. And Josh Jacobs still not with the Raiders. So that is good news for the Broncos. And, Todd, I appreciate that you didn't look at me when you said need to iron the wrinkles out. Oh, because man. I definitely need to iron the wrinkles oh. out. But you didn't even take a shot at me. So no, I appreciate I'm, that. I, you're my guy. And you can't even see it. You just told on yourself. You can't it's even true. see it on the it's camera. It's true. Thanks for the uh, far shot you hear. But uh, that'll do it for us today. Broncos practice tomorrow with fans which means we get to talk about it which means you gotta tune in tomorrow thank you for all the likes hit us with a thumbs up on the way out and we'll see you tomorrow on the dnvr broncos podcast Don't